0: Welcome to another unwired the podcast podcast and we're gonna jump right into it because I've got my best friend Kevin Boone here on the line. He's representing his individual audio mixing and recording um, abilities uh, Thanks for joining me Kevin.
1: how you doing Rob?
0: All right, so this is yeah. This is the second time we had you on, and it is not going to be the last time. But I had a thought. We, you Uh actually just did some music uh, for a podcast for my wife, and I'm Mm -hmm. already decided I'm going to steal some of that for some videos I'm doing. (laughs) But as we talk, be clear of her first. Oh no, no, she's angry. (laughs) She's trying to get you to talk me down. But um, we. I don't do music creation. There's some things I can do. (laughs) What is the program I use? Uh, Sony Acid. We have tons of loops collected from decades. And sometimes I'll throw something together for a short project. But I don't create music. That's a whole different process. And so one of the things I wanted to talk to you about um, was some of the plugins you use. As you're creating music as you're dealing with the individual sounds that you're working with, whether it's a piano, a keyboard, which are two distinctly different sounds, um, drums, yeah. um, you know, what are some of the plugins you use? How do you use them? Mm-hmm. Why do you use them? And what's some of the tweaks you make to make them do something different? Go.
1: Oh, oh, wow. You want me to give you the the, the secret uh Colonel, the kernel secret recipe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to tell everything. You can always just say, uh, you know, uh, general herbs and spices, and that's it. Just leave it at that. Yeah. But no, no, you know, things like compression, which is, yeah. you don't even have to consider that a plug, and it's just a natural process. But there are right. good, good ways to use it, ways to not use right. it. Um, a lot of times, we overuse it. You know so so let's start well, with compression, work our way up to okay. delay and reverb, and then work our way up to something really special.
1: well the the my process, you know I, I, I guess I'll I can walk through walk you through what I do um, and it's no secret recipe, man. I'm just you know you make throwing a crazy joke out there because a lot of guys they get really sheltered when it comes to their process but but in all honesty, God made us different. We're gonna think different and God be praised for the gifts that we, we we have. And I thank him every day for that. But for me, funny you should say, um, I never really use compression unless I'm mixing a vocal. If I'm producing a track, um, I have a preset. My go to I love producing music and reason. Um I've been uh propelhead reason. I've been on that program since one point five. And I I still, I'm still an advocate for it to where it is today. However, the recent uh, events of them upgrading to 11 kind of gave me a side eye to them. But, you know, reason is reason. They're trying to be innovative and, and show that they're growing this, that, and Right.
0: You see, well, that's, that's, is, that's one of those programs uh-huh. that I tried to use when you were using it. I took one look at it. I was like, uh-huh, no, I'm moving on. It was <laughs> way over my head. <laughs>
1: it, it can be intimidating. You know, you just have to wrap your head around, okay, you got three different screens. You have you have your mixer screen. You have your tracking screen. And then there's the rack so that's what I've done, you know. I uh, and I made a preset for myself. I mean, you know, a lot of guys they don't believe in presets. They just jump right in and they do whatever because their idea of a preset is whatever came with the program. That's just to get you in a general area to say, hey, I can pro within my program. So basically. My program for me is presetting what I like for my program to do. As soon as I open up Reason, in my rack where the master section is for the, the mixer, I have the first thing I have is a reverb. Um, my 2nd plugin I have is a, um, is a solid tube, and I have the settings set on that to warm things up. And I have a, and then I have also a, um, a, um, it's, it's a plug in to where if I wanna there's a few things there that if I wanted to, uh, just to give it some kind of wild effect, I can choose it if I want to. So those are the first things I have. And, um, When I'm producing, um, my EQs are already there. I I pretty much know I don't have to do a preset on an EQ because I know where I want to go because I like things. I like my my sound to be clean. So when I go to my EQ, the first thing I'm listening for is how clear it is. So I'll I'll start tweaking the highs before I tweak the lows. Um,
0: And this is vocals you're talking about.
1: No, this is actually all music. Oh, okay. okay. This is how I, I tweak my, this is how I produce my music. So those are the effects I use while I'm, um, I'm producing music. Um, I play keyboards, so I love the, the, the different sounds of Rhodes. Um, I still use a vintage keyboard, which I am not letting go to this day, and the guys are still trying to get it from me and wanting to pay wanting to pay me top dollars for it. And that's the Roland X-P-E-8. In my case, I have the XP60.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, and and there's a lot of guys who want that keyboard because at the time, and I still think to this day, there's a card that they put in this keyboard called the keyboards of the 60s and 70s, and they did a remarkable job of um, sampling and doing a mimic to the sounds of those keyboards at the time. However, when they did that, um, they had all of the settings for just playing the keyboard naturally. But when you go into the sequencer of the keyboard, all of those sounds are stripped down. So I said, okay, so that um, uh, got me to a place where thinking, okay, when I'm playing sounds inside a program such as Reason, it doesn't have any flavor to it. So when I'm playing it, you know, I pull it up and I pull it up in the mixer. There it is. I got the flavors that I want. I got my reverb. I have my delays. I have my chorus. I have um, the warmth that I that I that I that I'm used to hearing, you know, and all of those things are emulated in a digital form. And I go with what I what I feel. So that's how I do um, when I'm producing um, my music. Vocals is a totally different recipe. <laughs> totally different recipe.
0: Now do, um, you're you're using any particular microphone? I know you talked about EQing from before. Do you EQ by microphone, mm-hmm. by voice, or a combination of the two?
1: Now that you know, there's two different. Eh? I don't do any <laughs>
0: EQing when there's uh
1: when when I'm doing um um recording. I find a microphone that's going to give me uh that that's going to take a lot of work out of. The, the mixing process. Like you can get a mic that's going to, that, that you can plug up, it's just going to sound uh, heavy on the low end, right. or it could pick up heavy on the high end. In my case, I love those microphones such as the AKG, AKG series. Um, I love the microphones that are, like one I currently use right like now is a uh, uh, Rode NT2. Uh,
0: uh, it's yeah. a workhorse yeah, yeah, yeah
1: it's a workhorse and it has pads on it to where you can start knocking things down if you need to or you can boost things uh if you need to go the other direction um those mics that could, the mics that could pick up um you have mics that could pick up a lot on the high end right there are mics that are so clear you can catch the beauty in a uh, a, a breath if you will like there's some female singers who has has an airiness about their, their vocals and to Sh- capture that is a
0: beautiful thing the shore Beta 87 mm-hmm. I think it is is such a mm-hmm. bright microphone I can't use it, it hurts my ears <laughs>
1: Literally. Yeah, some of them are, are really bright especially when you get them in the mix you get a lot of, uh, of that high end um, which can be tamed, but you know, again, it's it's all a matter <laughs> it's all a matter of what you wanna use in that instance. Yeah, like that's if I'm doing
0: mm.
1: like a slow vocal, like a say a love song or or for lack of a better term, a song for the bedroom if you will.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was a couple of I those you want... sent me, by the way. I gotta put the anyway, moving right along.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I'm moving right along. So, anyway, <laughs> if if I wanted to capture a vocal to a song that carries that, I want that airiness to be with the vocal tones itself. It's a beautiful mix to a slow song. Now, if I'm doing anything fast, no, nah, I don't want that.
0: You right, know. Right. Speaking so, of which, this there's, there's somebody. Mm-hmm. There's somebody I'm gonna send you a snippet of their music, and mm-hmm. yeah, we'll talk about that a bit offline. There might be something we can do with them, even if I can just get them to record, and then I'll send you the mm-hmm. file, and you can work on it. Maybe you put it in one of your songs. <laughs> okay, but we'll, yeah, we'll, hey. we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later. I want to get back to these 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 um, <laughs> the compression which you say you don't use, uh, reverb. And delay, and I got a really specific question to ask you about delays, but go ahead.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, with um, after, after the recording process is done, now I get into the mixing, and I set up my mix, um, and I use Pro Tools. That's my go-to for my mixing, whatever it is I do. I know a lot of guys don't like it. Um, it was what I was trained on. And I've been trained on it for 14, 14, 15 years. I've mastered a lot of the shortcuts. It works for me. I know it has its bugs just like everything else, but, you know, Pro Tools works for me. It's my bus that I ride to get home.
0: Oh, the old bus story.
1: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I'm not going to wait on the number nine that's going to come at five o'clock when I can take the number two that's coming at one.
0: All right. Listen, you You and I have the same philosophy. It's a tool for the job. Just use the best tool for the job. That's all.
1: Best tool for the job. So um, in that, once I have all of my vocals recorded, I go ahead and the first thing I put in on my master bus. And I put that at the end of everything on my audio tracks. Now, on the other side of that master bus, I have a tendency to set up my auxiliary synth. So on one auxiliary, I'll put, first thing, I'll put my reverb, um, then I'll put um, something like a delay, and I'll put something like um, um, an effect that probably will give it something crazy, like a chorus or a flange, and then I'll start thinking compressions. Now, on my master bus, I'm setting up a... um, a analog emulator. That'll be the first thing it goes through, and then a limiter, which oftentimes I don't have to really do a limiter. Um, and then I'll do a stereo imager to widen it, um, and then I probably, for lack of a better term, I probably put mm, something that's just going to warm it up a bit more. That's usually my analog emulator, but I'll put that it's like a real to real plug in, but I'll put that at the bottom just to see what happens. And I'll click that bypass a few times. Who knows? But those are the main things I'll I'll run with. But I've set my I'll set my auxiliaries up to no I'm, not, I'm sorry. I'll set my audio tracks up, you know, the, the bottom half of um track on um, it's like you have your inserts right. at the top of the audio track on, on photos and then the second set is Sins.
0: Right.
1: So what I'll do is I'll set up a Sins A through E and then on send A I'll do maybe uh, uh, analog I, I'll maybe do bus one and two and then I'll set up my auxiliary as bus input one and two. So now on my Sins A all of my tracks I can control how much audio I send to that particular bus. If that makes sense,
0: while right, right.
1: the original the original audio is not being affected, the it's going to the master bus without being affected. So you still have all of that work you've done with the viewing, panning, and 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 um, setting the um, um, um doing the um automation of mixing to have everything balanced that's not effective now most of the time if i'm going to compress a vocal like right now i'm working on a project it's an acapella project and the only the only person who's being compressed is the lead vocalist at that time because i want to remain balanced throughout the whole song um the on the low end um, I'm using a uh, bass rider just to give him. I, I started using a bass rider to give him a low end compress, but then I thought, you know what? He's a naturally strong bass. He doesn't need it. So what I did was I used a low air um, effect. So when he hits those low notes, you hear that uh, uh, airiness and it brings. Uh, um, it gives him a deeper, richer feel to how he's singing his bass.
0: Okay, so so yes. with compression, mm-hmm. um, when mm-hmm. I did my research, a lot of it said, "Okay, start with four to one." Uh, mm-hmm. Now there's still a lot of talk about where you're going to compress. A lot of some people compress at mm-hmm. plus one, mm-hmm. plus two. But I try to keep mm-hmm. it below zero. So mm-hmm. I'll start my compression at like minus 3 dB. I'll start with 4 mm-hmm. to 1. And then mm-hmm. um, the gain, how much effort I'm taking out, you have to put back a little bit of gain. What are some settings mm-hmm. that you're using or where, where do you start out?
1: I start at the, the general um, 2 to 1 and um, I start cutting. And once I get it where I want it to be a limit, then I'll give it a little boost to bring it up in the mix.
0: Okay. Okay. So.
1: But I, I one thing, though, I, I will say this. Be careful when compressing. Uh, um, a lot of times, I know some guys, they get it mixed up a little bit. They get compressing and limiting a little bit mixed up. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because I heard you mentioned. Uh, You'll cut the volume down. You'll stay under, like, like with limiting. A lot of guys, they'll, yeah, they'll start at minus three or they'll start even as high as negative one, just not to go over zero. However, um, it doesn't allow, um, it, it, if you compress, if you limit um, after you compress, I think what happens is the compression is, is a little bit, null and void because mm-hmm. it doesn't have the it doesn't have the the dynamic range to where uh your lower vocals can sit right when the when your vocalist goes to a higher range if mm-hmm. that makes sense
0: hmm. so you're saying yeah. that we're compressing so early that we're not leaving enough dynamic we're sort of crushing the sound too much
1: Absolutely, because now, even if you, you're boosting it, um, you, if you can boost in your compression, but you got a limiter happening over here that the compressor is going through, it's, it's kind of, you're going to find yourself going back to your compressor plug-in and raising it even more, hmm. boosting it even more. You get, where, you get where I'm going?
0: Right,
1: right. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, so you're you're compressing, then you're limiting, and then you're realizing you're limiting too much, and then you're trying to boost your compression, or the limiter is still there. hmm Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So what I do with my limiter, I'll, that's the, that, I mentioned I'll put that on my master fader. I'll have everything to my mix, and I'll limit everything to bring up the entire mix um, to negative one. Um, that way everything that I mix it's still mixed and I don't have to keep riding my compressor does that make sense the yeah, one compressor okay. that I put on my on my on my lead vocalist okay. so not only not only that is limited everything is limited so but what I compress on my lead vocalist it still sits set in the mix where I wanted it to set to sit I'm sorry
0: Interesting. Okay. You know, and there's all kinds of
1: ways to do it. That way, I found it works for me. Now, of course, I learned the standard way when I was in school, but, you know, I don't believe there is a Bible, per se, that says you have to do things this way. In mixing is just what it is. You you jump in there. Is this going to work? Let's see. No, that ain't going to work. It's like it's like me. Uh, <laughs> this might sound a little weird. It's like baking cookies. If i if I bake oatmeal cookies and I got all of this stuff in the bowl, the flour, you know, how much more sugar can I put in here to make this really sweet? I can either put too much, I either I could put too less. It'll come out of a bitter cookie or it'll come out of an overly sweet cookie. You know, it's like then you gotta throw out the whole batch, which oftentimes I find myself doing throwing out the whole mix, and starting all over again. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you get so deep, you get so deep into tweak, 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 you forgot where you started originally, you'll say, okay, forget it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, Especially that's,
1: if you find yourself continuing to push up all the faders, but, oh, I need to push this up, oh, I need to push this up. And before you know it, practically all of your faders are up, you have nowhere else to go. Right. Uh, scratch this, start all over.
0: Yeah, I've had to do that with live audio before. But now, okay, so... Mm-hmm. Here's the funny thing. You brought up cookies. Now, a lot of people will say that baking is a science. You got to keep your ratios perfect. Otherwise, you're not going to get a good cookie. Now, me, on the other mm-hmm. hand, uh, I came from mm-hmm. a family where we didn't measure anything. We, mm-hmm. we put in, we put in, we tweak and sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes you you mess up. Sometimes, oh, it's not enough salt. Sometimes, not enough sugar. But it's always edible. Right? It is always right. edible. We don't make anything that's not edible. So I think mm-hmm. that's the key. You're never going to make a mix that everybody loves.
1: Yeah, you're just you're not gonna do. It. You're not.
0: And so, if you try to please you're everybody, you're gonna end up with junk. This, <laughs> you know, mixing, yeah, for totally church, right. mixing for a church. Mixing for a church. You're always going to have mm-hmm. someone who comes up to you, "Hey, hey, hey, the bass is too loud." Then another person gonna come up to you, "Hey, hey, hey, the horns are too loud." But I love the bass. It's like, okay. Yeah. You, you just yeah. Learn, you learn and, to and shake it, your head and and It happens on.
1: in our well, sometimes on my remedy, is that especially if it's too loud, I I'll, I'll ask you, "Where are you sitting?"
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, where where are you sitting? Mm-hmm. Are you close up by the speakers? Well, I want to sit to the. Well, the problem is, is that we don't have speakers all over your sanctuary right. to accommodate the type of sound that you're looking for. So, you have to sit a little further to the back because the people in the back they can't really hear, and the people in the front they like it because they like to feel what they're listening to.
0: Right.
1: You know, you can't. You can't please everybody.
0: Nope.
1: Do the best you can. Smile. Keep it
0: moving. Yep. <laughs> Man, there's so much more to go. I'm gonna ask you, so my special question about delay is um, mm-hmm. sometimes I can hear and it's different. I know it's different live. I don't do too much recording stuff as I said. I gotta get James on next time our intern on next time so you can speak mm-hmm. to him more about that. but mm-hmm. when you have a delay, what sort of and I know it changes by mood, but what sort of numbers are you looking for? what are you what is your? What should your attack be? What should your release be? Mm-hmm. What should the hole be? You know, what what are some of the things you're looking for?
1: Well, there's 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 another thing, you know. I, I I use I use my delays off of feeling, man. I I don't I don't really do numbers. I mean I did numbers when I when I of school, but then I'm like, you know what? I, I, I love feeling. I I love where it could take me, you know. Um basically let me explain it this way. If I'm doing something like a repeat, I'll set my delay to just say um, if I'm doing like a, a
0: like, vocal a, like delay. um
1: yeah. Yeah, vocal a vocal delay. yeah a vocal delay and um it basically uh, give me just a playback of one word. I'll set it to that, um, and and usually they're set in milliseconds.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, okay. if
1: I wanted to, if I wanted to speak and um, have it go like um, um, to carry out a little bit, I'll I'll set it up a little bit higher, and I'll feel how it sets in, in whatever I'm producing. More so, the mix because I wanted to match uh, tempo-wise of the song, not only match tempo-wise of the song, I wanted to match um, the feeling of what the song that I produced.
0: Right.
1: So I usually, you know, I usually do it off a feeling, man, just to really find where it could sit in the mix. Okay. Um. One of the things I've started experimenting with now is um, reverse audio.
0: What?
1: Um, an awesome effect, yeah. Once you put an audio, like you have an audio, like one of the songs I started um, producing is very recently. My intro, the audio is in reverse, and then boom, it's back to normal. So what I did was I copied the intro. I pasted the intro in front of the actual intro, set the pasted, the copy intro in reverse. Interesting. So once I did that, and I threw a delay on it so that it wouldn't have this abrupt stop of the uh, reverse audio and it delays into the actual intro, but okay. it fades out. Okay. So I gave it an interesting fact. It's like, hey, that's kind of cool. It's like, so it's, it's, it's more of a feeling thing for me when I use my delays.
0: Interesting. Well, you know, there's 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 so much more we could talk about, and we will talk about. Thank you for for joining us here today, and um, mm-hmm. for all you who are listening, continue to check back for more episodes. Uh, this is Unwired the Podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter at Unwired the Podcast. Um, you can go to our website, www.spaceage-llc.com, and also catch us. And we want to say thank you. If you have more questions, if you have specific audio creation questions for Kevin, you can reach him on his Twitter, which is.
1: Choir Boy Pro.
0: That's at choirboypro.
1: At twitter.com. Choirboypro at Twitter
0: dot com. All right. Thanks again, Kevin. And we will reach out to you again.
1: All right. Thank you for having me.
0: Bye.